0: Welcome to the Gloucester Vineyard Church Weekly Podcast. We're creating a community that brings hope and joy to Gloucestershire, and we're thrilled that you've downloaded this message. We hope this message meets you where you're at and provokes some thoughts to help you grow in your current situation. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's message. Ha ha ha. Um, Very good. Uh, This is fun. We haven't had a Sunday like this for a while, have we? Yes, I was thinking that as well. One of our very first Sundays, oh, it was comedy, wasn't it? Emily had prepared a message on, on women in leadership or something, and it just so happened that it was just Emily and three blokes sat at her table. <laughs> you feel, Yeah, it was, it was you two and Matt, wasn't it? And you just sat there and just just got talked at to <laughs> Emily for about 20 minutes. I thought you did very well. Embo, you're going know, to come and speak to us. Everybody give Emily a clap
1: way thanks uh hello podcast (laughs) so um this is lovely i haven't like you say haven't done this for ages just have a nice chat with you guys um so i thought we'd start with a bit of a poll this morning so we're gonna do hands up poll um how many of us here this time last year were stood outside our home or hanging out of our windows and clapping for the nhs Good. There is a correct response to this, and you've all done it correctly. Well done. Excellent. Um, and how many of us over the past year um, have been on innumerable walks around the block? You know, that kind of hour of exercise, the daily outing of like, oh, look. Yep. Uh, yes. Hands up. Yeah. Walks around the block. Oh, walks around the Forest of Dean block. All right. With all of your rivers and your forests, <laughs> we had residential houses. Um, wonderful. Um, and so my final question this morning is, how many of us, whilst we were clapping for the NHS or walking around the same few streets in week in, week out, um, met someone, met a neighbour that we had never met before? <sighs> yes, oh yes, amazing, awesome. Glad I'm not the only one. Um, so this struck me, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, Danny and I, every you know, Thursday at 8pm, we'd hear the clap and go, get out go 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 we've got to go out and clap as well um, and we would head out the front of our house and we would hear the neighborhood clapping and banging their pans and um, you know we'd join in and have a wave and a nod and you know a quick um, chat with a couple of the neighbors that we knew down our road um, and I think it was I think it was only on the second week of clapping um, that I looked right down out from our house so we live in a dead-end road so we come into our house and stop Um, and so there's no need for me to go right down the end of our road, because there's only one way you can get out, so um, we look right, and I see this young, I say young couple, they're about our age, so I'm going to say young couple, Um, see this uh, young couple down the road um, with a small child, and they're clapping outside their house, and I look at them, and I'm like, who are they? Like, They're definitely new on our road. I definitely would have noticed them because um, our road is mostly retired people and this couple were about our age and had a little girl about the same age as our youngest little girl. I I definitely would have noticed them if they lived on our road before, right now, this week, and would have said hi. Um, They definitely must be new. And so we did kind of like a wave and a nod and the kind of slightly awkward saunter over to go and say hi. Um, We said hi and turns out that this family had been living on the road longer than we had. We had been on that road for two and a half years and had no idea that these guys, just a few doors down, even existed. Um, and basically, that clap on the street was the start of a really lovely friendship. Um, we chatted every week. We got to know what was going on in each other's lives. We shared birthday ke- kids' birthday cakes and had the odd barbecue. Um, did a street party for VE Day. Do you remember... VE celebrations, Um, and it all happened because we were stood outside our front door rather than behind it. Um, And it's just recently got me wondering, who else is living behind the doors down our road? Not in a nosy way, but like, who else have I not noticed or not known? Um, And I guess it's especially hitting me as, you know, things are kind of getting back to a bit more normality in a lot of ways, you know, work, school, social life, hobbies. They're all kind of starting up again in one way or another, and the busyness of life is ramping up again. And I just, I wonder, what other relationships might be passing us by? What might we be missing by not being present with our neighbours, by not stepping outside our house into our physically local neighbourhoods on a regular basis? Now, surprise, surprise. Jesus has got something to say about this. Um, in the Bible, there's an account of Jesus's life written by a guy called Matthew, handily named the book of Matthew. Um, and he describes this great encounter um, addressing just this, basically between Jesus and some religious teachers of the time called Pharisees. Now, the Pharisees didn't particularly like Jesus um, and basically wanted to trip him up a bit. Um, and so asked him, teacher, What is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? There were loads of different commandments, for a bit of context. Loads of different commandments in the law at that time. Um, And so they just wanted to catch Jesus out uh, by basically asking, what is the most important? You're not allowed to say one because they're all equally important. Um, And Jesus replied with um, what is now commonly known as the great commandment. Um, And he said this, he said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. I don't know I kind of love Jesus. It's almost cheeky, isn't it? When, he said, when he's asked, what is the one thing? Um, and he replies, well, actually, there's two things. Um, the most important thing is to love God. Totally, completely, utterly, and equally important, equally important as loving God, is to love your neighbour as yourself. It's basically saying that these two things are totally intertwined. They are inseparable, like you cannot love God but not your neighbour. And he goes on to say that the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Essentially, everything else that is said and done should come out of, should bubble over from loving God and loving our neighbours. Jesus um, then goes on to tell a parable. It's kind of an illustrative story um, to one guy who was with him at the time who, it says that this guy wanted to justify himself. Like, basically, he was a guy who was already loving his neighbor um, because that was the culture at the time. It was was very community-focused and um, very much kind of looking out for your family and your like-minded or cultured community. Um, And so this guy kind of tries to get out of it almost Um, when it comes to Jesus saying, love your neighbor as yourself, um, because he's already doing that. Um, He's like, oh, Jesus. And he asks this. He says, Jesus, but who is your neighbor? Like, come on, tell me I'm doing a good job. Um, Like, oh, where did I get to? Tell me I'm doing a good job. Um, Tell me I'm already doing it. Tell me I don't need to do anything else. Um, And Jesus, in response to this question of who is your neighbor, tells this parable, this illustrative story. And it's called The Good Samaritan. Um, For those of you who haven't heard it before, basically, um, there's a guy walking down a road. Um, He gets attacked, robbed, and left for dead on the side of the road and he's lying by the side of the road and um, an upstanding member of his community um, walks by um, and the mugged guy calls out expecting, his, expecting some help um, and this community member walks by doing nothing. Then um, a second guy of similar reputation and responsibility in the community does exactly the same. And then um, a Samaritan man, um, a known enemy of the mugged guy at the time, um, walks past and stops and this Samaritan uh, binds up this guy's wounds gets him on his donkey and takes him to the nearest inn which was um, kind of the nearest thing to a hospital at the time um, and he pays for all his bed and board his entire stay and all of his treatment until the guy is better and the point of the story being um, that the true neighbor to the mugged guy uh, was the Samaritan his known enemy and now to the, the justify himself guy of like, tell me I'm doing a good job, Jesus. Um, this would have been absolute madness. Like this illustration is Jesus basically saying, um, to love God, to love your neighbor as yourself is to love extravagantly, not just your family, not just your community, but even your enemy to treat even your enemy as you would treat yourself or your loved ones. It was proper, bold stuff, Jesus was saying. And so I just kind of wonder how that looks now for us in Gloucestershire in the 21st century. Because for that guy, he was already likely loving his physical neighbors, sharing life together, meeting each other's needs, Lending a hand, having meals together, raising each other's children. That was the culture at the time. And so for him, Jesus was showing him just how radical a love we are called into, that even our enemies should be included in that. And maybe for some of us here, we can instantly think of people we would call our enemies. Maybe there are people we can instantly think of as people who are against us, people who we fight with and maybe that is some of us here today. But I think for many of us, enemies aren't so tangible a concept much anymore. You know, we keep ourselves so individualized and so um, at arm's length from other people that I think people can't even become enemies. Um, And so maybe we need to consider taking Jesus's instruction of love your neighbor as yourself back to the back to the bare bones like down to kind of step one of this radical love that Jesus talks about and demonstrates of loving our neighbors now as as I was thinking about all of this um, I did a little bit of research and I discovered um, that there are countless sociological and scientific studies, experiments, reviews, um, into the importance of neighbors, um, and particularly the importance of neighbors for social and mental well-being. Seriously, if you just do like a simple internet search of the importance of neighbors, um, there'll be research articles coming out of your ears um, saying that loneliness reduces, feelings of worry and anxiety lower, that self-worth rises and that community morale increases when there is a strong sense of neighborhood. And I mean, if you talk to anyone who's from a local authority or council, they will be tripping over you to talk about neighborhood stuff. They love anything that is remotely neighborly because the reality is that places are healthier and more whole when there is a good sense of neighborhood. Clearly, we as humans are designed for community and for physically proximal community too. We live better and more full lives when we live in a place where we know our neighbors and have relationships with them. So what if the best solution to our society's well-being was staring us in the face through Jesus all of these years? What if, when Jesus said, love your neighbour as yourself, he meant that we should actually love our actual neighbours? So, I thought we would do a little exercise this morning, just to bring it a bit more tangible, a bit more practical, a bit more applicable this morning. Um, So, on your table, there'll be pens and paper. In fact, can I have one as well? Um, Yes, I will go and grab some pen and paper. Um, Grab a pen and paper. And on your paper, I want you to draw a three by three square, or you can do like a noughts and cross board, um, basically to have like nine little sections. I'm going to grab myself one as well. Lovely. So everyone got pen and paper? You're going to draw, let's all draw our three by three square or our noughts and crosses board. Um, as big as you like, depending on how bold you wanna be. Okay, Um, and in the center square, um, we're just gonna pop our name and the name of anyone in our household. Marvellous, so now we are gonna spend three or four minutes So if you're if you're up for just popping a bit of music on whilst the yeah, good. Um, We're going to spend about three or four minutes filling out as much of this grid as we can. Um, So each square represents the closest neighbors to us. Um, So whether that's next door, across the road, above us, the flat below, whatever it is, Um, our names. Jobs, hobbies, worries, beliefs, whatever it is that you know about that person um, on this grid. Uh, The only caveat is no details that you can know by observation, i.e. has a red car. Okay. Um, Had their hair cut yesterday. So this may take you five seconds because you have written your name in the middle. Excellent, fine. Um, we're gonna have three or four minutes to do this. Um, and so if you are all done on your table in five seconds, have a chat about what it is, what it's like to live in your neighborhood. Anyone that you know, anyone that you've seen, anyone that sparked your interest that you've come across. Um, tell people about your neighbors or tell people about your road, what it's like to live where you are. Three minutes, let's go. Oh, wonderful. Um, wonderful. Did anybody manage to fill in eight squares? Oh, Forest of D. To them. What a wonderful community. Excellent. Apparently, only about 10% of people can fill a name into each box. So, fair play to you. Um, This is not an exercise to make us feel guilty or ashamed. This is just simply an exercise to just open our eyes, to just put some meat on the bones when we're talking about loving our neighbors. Do we actually know our neighbors? Um, Because I think we're often really good at theorizing and hypothetically loving our neighbors, like, sure, if something happened in front of me, on my way home, next to my house, I'd help out, of course. Um, Or if someone came knocking, I'd be kind and, Amiable. Um, But I guess the question is in practice, um, are we even are we even hitting step one of step one of loving our neighbours? just knowing someone's name. Um, Because it's difficult to love someone if you don't know their name. Um, And we could spend all morning chewing over practical ways um, in which we could get to know our neighbours. We could ask questions about um, what if you're an introvert. Uh, What about involving or not involving the kids? Um, What does it look like in a block of flats? Um, What about time and capacity? Like, I just don't have capacity or time for any more relationships or people. Um, And if any of those questions or any hundred other questions you could ask are bubbling around your brain, um, then I couldn't recommend this book enough. This is The Art of Neighbouring by Jay Pathak and Dave Runyon. Um, It is a cracker. Um, It's incredibly approachable. It is very conversational and it is very practical if you are wanting to step into practically loving your physical neighbours this morning. Um, They answer loads of common questions. Um, They challenge and discuss all aspects of neighbouring. Does sound quite American, doesn't it? But um, it's well worth a read. Um, if you would like a copy and you would struggle to get hold of one, uh, let us know. We'll get one to you. It's worth a read. Um, equally, if you're more of a listener than a reader, um, then just search Art of Neighbouring Jay Pathak and you'll find a podcast that you can listen to. Um, um, but instead of endless questions and thoughts, um, I just wanted to end with a really beautifully demonstrative story um, of the impact of simply being present and available neighbours um, from a couple in our home group recently. Um, some of you may have met Katie and Angus. Um, they're fairly new here and they've been part of our home group this term. And um, one week uh, they, we were just asking, oh, is there anything specific that we want prayer for this morning, Um, and Angus asked if we could pray for his neighbours. He'd been out the front, um, I think washing his car or something, um, and bumped into his next-door neighbour. They'd had a little chat, and um, his neighbour, who he'd never really seen or spoken to before, um, just opened up a little bit and said, you know, they were just having a bit of of a rough time because his wife wasn't well. And so Angus and Katie brought us to home group and said, "Oh, can we just pray for my neighbours? The wife's not well." Um, so we prayed, and that was that. Um, and then the next week, uh, Angus came to home group again and said that he'd been out the front again, incidentally, I know tinkering or doing something, um, and happened to get chatting again to his neighbour. Um, and the same neighbour um, shared a little bit more um, and said that actually his wife um, has a terminal illness. Um, they've recently retired. And it's just pretty rubbish, basically. Um, and so Hanks and Katie came to home group and we were praying for them and they just wanted to know, like, what can we do to help? Just kind of thrash it out, be like, you know, these are our literal neighbours. She's terminally ill. We feel kind of helpless. We can't give them food because coronavirus and all of that kind of stuff. Um, what can we practically do? to help and be good neighbors. Um, And another woman in our home group, Lauren, had um, this picture of a flower pot and just wondered whether there was something there, kind of just had a picture of a flower pot and some flowers and maybe that was something to consider. (coughs) Well, a couple of weeks later, Angus and Katie um, come to home group and say that they, off the back of that picture, had gone to the garden center, picked up a lovely flower pot, filled it with flowers um, and knocked on their neighbour's door and said you know like we just we were thinking of you um we know that you're having a rubbish time um and you know we're praying for you as a church but like here's a pot of flowers to just brighten up a windowsill or something um and there was just this really beautiful moment of encounter where the neighbour broke down a bit and Angus was just able to to chat and be there in a really um, a really tender moment of real life hitting the road as his neighbour, as someone who's physically there, um, all because he made himself available. Um, he was just outside his house, visible and interruptible. He was available to his neighbours for a chat or a cry or nothing at all. Um, it's nothing crazy, nothing wacky, nothing that's impossible to do. He was just actually loving his actual neighbour. And so if you're new to or exploring church and faith and God and Jesus this morning, um, welcome to the kind of things that Jesus invites us into. If you're not new to church, how are we doing it? Actually following the Jesus we claim to follow. Are we walking the walk, even if it costs us? Can you imagine if Every follower of Jesus in Gloucestershire, I don't know, there must be a few thousand, just took one step this week, just one step towards loving our neighbour like ourselves. And I guess, you know, as we consider this grid exercise, uh, maybe it can help us each to kind of simply identify what our next step might be. Is it to get to know a name, step one? Is it to know how our neighbor spends their time or what they're interested in, listening to a bit of their story? Is it to actually spend time with those neighbors, share a bit or a lot of life? What can our next step be this week? Um, and so Rich, if, if you can come up. We're just gonna spend a bit of, feel free to come forward as well, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> meters away. Um, and we're just going to spend a bit of time this morning uh, reflecting and responding to God's invitation today, to the call to love our neighbours as ourselves. Because as things get back to normal, um, this is the perfect opportunity to reflect on this last year so many of you put your hands up that you met someone this last year just because you were clapping outside your house or going for a walk around the same block every week Um, so maybe we just want to have a little reflect on what we actually want to bring forward from this last year to genuinely consider how we invest our time um, rather than just plowing headlong back into our usual routine Maybe adjusting our schedule to have a little bit more margin and be a bit more available to those who are around us. What would happen if I was simply outside my front door more often? If I was a little more visible and a little more interruptible to my physical neighbours? Could I be part of reducing loneliness, of increasing self-worth, and building community right on my doorstep. Because that's what it says neighborhoods do. I guess what is my next or my first step this week? So, Rich is just going to lead us in a time of um, response. But I just felt like there were two, um, there were kind of, as I was praying about this, there were two sections particularly that God wants to speak to us about this morning. The first is um, for courage, um, for a boldness and a courage. You say, oh, I'd, I'd really love to, but I just, I don't have courage for this. Um, for people to get alongside you um, to enable you to do that. Um, or, and for the Holy Spirit to come this morning and give courage. Um, and the second one is, I don't really want to. Like, I just don't want to. And so I just feel like God um, would want to highlight that um, Praying I want to want to do this is a legitimate prayer. Like, and so I feel like there's two categories, people who need courage and people who want to want to want to do it because they don't want to do it. Um, so um, if that's you this morning, um, we're just going to close our eyes for a minute um, and just welcome the Holy Spirit to come and move among us. And if there's anything this morning that um, has triggered something in your mind, um, maybe just open up our hands to receive. God wants to move this morning. So if that's you, um, feel free to open up your hands as a, almost like a physical sign of your heart's posture to receive from God this morning. God, we thank you that you are a good and loving Father. We thank you that you are a good and loving friend. And God, we thank you um, that the way you suggest life is done is the best way it is to be lived. And God, will you help us today? Will you come? Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now, to come and fill us. We pray for courage. God, may we uh, we know who we are in you, that we can stand um, and say hi to someone this week. Without fear or self-doubt. And God, we just recognize that sometimes we're just tired and busy. And it feels like just an additional thing to think about or do. And so, God, we just pray against that uh, spirit of obligation and of guilt and of shame. Um, we speak against that. And God, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and backfill. Um, Holy Spirit, we, we want to want to want to follow you and um, to live life as you have designed it to be. So Holy Spirit, will you come? Will you fill this room?
0: Okay, that's all for this week. I hope that blessed you. If you enjoyed this week's message, then please do share it with a friend. And if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then please do consider subscribing. And, you know, does anybody actually listen to these outros? If you're still listening to the podcast right now, thank you. And do me a massive favour. Go on to our socials, Instagram or Facebook, and please comment your favourite animal emoji. If you'd like to get involved with what we're doing here in Gloucester, then all our details can be found on our website, Mm gloucestervineyard.org.